Hi, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, and I'm here with another Whiskey Short with Scott. Hey, everybody. And our friend Jeff. Hey, I'm back. And today we're going to do another spectacular, world-famous quick taste of a tremendous whiskey spirit. Yes, Ed, that's correct. And uh, for the first time in a while, we have one that's not been solicited by a whiskey company. However, this was one that when it first came out, we were jumping at the chance to get it, and we finally have. Yeah, and but we couldn't find it. Yeah, and it is Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Whiskey short. Now, evidently, Heaven Hill, great company, they didn't get the memo <laughs> that they're supposed to send us free bottles of whiskey for us to feature on the podcast. We're going to have to send a memo out to the people at Heaven Hill because they make great whiskey and we definitely need them in the loop on this. Yeah. So this is the Heaven Hill bottle bond. We're based in New Jersey, as you know, and it's very hard to find this up here. I had to have this mailed in and actually when you put shipping on and everything else, it's extremely overpriced, probably $25 more than if you were walking around the streets of Bardstown in Kentucky, <laughs> right. what, what you'd pay down there. And what you paid out in Bardstown is controversial too. So yeah, I mean, we'll get the, to that. Right. The original lovers of Henry, uh, Henry, Henry Hill, there I go again. Henry Hill. <laughs> the original lovers of Heaven Hill, Bob and Bond, if they knew what I paid to have it shipped in through the mail to me, they would be absolutely stunned and aghast. Uh, agog. <laughs> so I have a little bit of Bottled and Bond, Henry, Henry Hill. <laughs> You got See? me doing it. Heaven Hill bottle. What am I, funny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here to amuse you? My fucking funny clown. Hell. A clown for your fucking amusement? <laughs> Heaven Hill bottled and bond history. We've always been family owned and operated by the Shapira family. And that independence has allowed us to adhere to the same values instilled by those who started the distillery back in 1935. But it wasn't until four years later in 1939 that we released the original Old Heaven Hill bottled and bond bourbon. That fateful decision to be patient and allow the whiskey to properly mature was a tough one, but it paid off. The whiskey quickly became the number one selling bourbon in the state of Kentucky, and those lessons of perseverance and patience continue to drive Heaven Hill today. You see, in the early days of the American whiskey industry, not all the products were up to the same standards we expect today. Less than scrupulous merchants would mix spirits with rectifiers like prune juice, water steeped with tobacco, or even kerosene. In response, Congress passed the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, in essence guaranteeing the whiskey's quality. Once lawful production of bourbon distillation was reintroduced in the 1930s, Bottled and Bond remained the best way for distillers to communicate a standard of excellence, and Heaven Hill has always proudly featured that seal of approval on many of our whiskeys ever since, keeping this important American whiskey tradition alive. In fact, today Heaven Hill produces more Bottled and Bond spirits than any other single distillery. But because Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond is an extra aged at seven years and crafted from barrels that matured in our prime rickhouse locations, the number of the barrels we can pull from is limited. However, being both independently owned and having large reserves of aging whiskey has allowed us to be extremely selective. Sipping this bourbon offers a smooth, warm flavor profile redolent of caramel and honey, mingled with just enough oak and char to round out the richness. A balance of pleasant spice notes that meld with the oak and just the right amount of sweet, sweet caramel. So, with Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, we're bringing new life to our namesake brand and coming full circle, honoring the bourbon that gave our distillery its original success. All right. Good stuff. This is a bottle and bond bourbon, as we said. 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. Its proof is 100, of course, as it must be. Bottle and bond rules. Age seven years. 
And those bottle and bond rules are, I guess we should go through them. Sure, why not real quick? Must be the product of one distillery and distilled during a single distillation season, which can run from January to June or July to December. Must be aged at least four years, must be bottled at exactly 100 proof, and must bear the name and number of the distilled spirits plant where it was produced, and if different, the DSP number of the bottling facility. Hmm, Good. So, of course, this replaces the famous Henry Hill cult favorite, the old-style bourbon bottled and bond six-year. Uh, you said Henry Hill again? No, I did not. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> this, of course, replaces the Heaven Hill six-year bottle and bond that they discontinued in 2018 that used to have the white label with the green lettering. Yeah. And they said it was $15 on the shelves down in Kentucky. I mean, that's yeah. crazy to me. So, so people are salty about They're it salty now. salty about it. I mean, yeah. up here at the Evan Williams bottle and bond, which has been considered a pretty good deal for a BIB at $32 around in New Jersey where it is. I'm sure it's cheaper in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But $15, I mean, so now when the Heaven Hill bottle and bond seven-year came out at $40, everybody's like, oh my God, it's $40. Hi, well, how long did you think you're going to get a high quality bottle and bond for $15 in America? I'm shocked that Heaven Hill didn't raise that to $21 years ago. Yeah. It stuns me that that was actually a thing. So let me just tell you, people in Kentucky, you have to realize that you live in a candy store of whiskey. All right. Your prices are ridiculously low. Everything's available to you that doesn't come out of the state that we don't even get. Mm -hmm. Anything that comes out of your state is twice as expensive to us. And then you have the whiny audacity to complain that you have to pay $40 for a seven-year Baldwin Bond product that I had to, like I said, order through the mail that cost me like $25 more than that. So I think you're spoiled. And the thing about being spoiled is you don't realize you're spoiled. Eagle Rare was my regular go-to at $32. Now I can't find it. It's like $48 now. And I bet you have it. I bet you know where it is. I bet you go over to uh, Buffalo Trace and it's just a big lake of it. You just dive in and splash around in it and like throw it over your head like an elephant. Like we're just spraying Eagle Rare up in the air. There's people with a plastic <laughs> jugs on top of their heads as they track down to the lake. Exactly. <laughs> like in the Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, Chad. Cartoon, right. Just like picking up giant things of, of Eagle Rare and carrying it back to the village. In Chad, Africa. The whitest of African country names. <laughs> All right, I want to taste it now. I did sneak a smell of it because I couldn't help myself. Did you? And uh, if yeah. you wanted to say, what should a bourbon smell like? Vanilla and corn and caramel. If it tastes half as good as it smells, I'm going to be happy. The nose, nutmeg, oak, leather, peanut, cedar spice, grassy, biscuity, with notes of buttered grits and peanuts. I smell like a sweet fruit, like maybe a grape or a pear. Yeah, pear is very good. Apricot. It's- Apricot. Ew. Ew. All right, let's taste it. Quiet. Okay. Wow, you're going to like this, Scott. This is different. It's not what I expected at all. Hmm. It's peppery, malt, earthy. It's not like a Woodford Reserve or even a Henry McKenna. It doesn't have that sweet corn to it, even though it's a high corn mash bill. God, I feel like this is made for you, Scott, the way you don't like things overly sweet and it's got a real pepperiness to it. Yeah, it's got a spiciness to it. It's got a a lot of alcohol from the 100 proof. Mm -hmm. Um, The peanuts are there. You know, everyone knows I like the peanuts that are in the Knob Creek and they're uh, cherry flavored. Right. Um, I don't taste cherry here, but there is a fruitiness that I can't quite put my finger on. I'm like, I'm going to take a sip of water. It's sweet right off the bat. Then you taste the peanuts. Oh, uh, baking spices. So the tasting notes that I have, mm. uh, oak, roasted nuts, baking spices, herbal citrus, a light tannic astringency and fruitiness. I'm not sure I taste herbal citrus. It definitely, I suggest both you add a little bit of ice to it. It's yes, going to change you're, it. You ruined it. It's only ice. It's um, I'm not disappointed in it at all. Oh, yeah. You know. You're right, Ed. This is right up my alley. Yeah. It's it's really finishes completely no sweetness on the finish. 
it's sweet a little bit in the beginning, and then to me it finishes with a it's very woody. Very yeah, woody. spice and oak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> woody and earthy. Any corner vanilla hits right in the beginning and then yeah. fades right into that finish. So. Yep, it does. Jeff, what do you think about it? I'm drinking it neat. Yeah. And that's why I said when you put the... Scott put the ice in my glass. I put it in the other glass. Though, so he still has it neat. I said he ruined it. There's <laughs> something about ice... Yeah, you're not a fan of uh, putting... Not at all. It, yeah. What about distilled water? Do you ever add water to it? I haven't. Maybe try putting like five, six drops of water to help open the flavors. I mean, well, it's not me saying that. The entire scotch drinking industry says it. I dropped an ice cube in there. Oh, yeah. So give it a sip there. Tell us, tell us what you think. Take if you don't like that. it, just smash it on the ground and storm out. <laughs> 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 Made him laugh when he was in the middle of drinking whiskey. That's not a good feeling. It goes into the back of your nose and all. I know. And he chased it with straight whiskey. I love it. <laughs> he, he drinks it like we ask him to. And then before he swallows it, he takes another <laughs> swig of straight whiskey. To he just, he just <laughs> um, refuses um, to taste it the way we ask I'm him. I'm hardcore. To. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't like I it. On the- I never saw that before. Like he took a sip on the rocks and while it was still in his mouth, he picked the straight whiskey up and added more straight whiskey to his mouth. Okay. So Jeff, Jeff, I, I have to, I have to say, I, I, I totally agree with you. I like mine unadulterated without water and ice, but I just put the ice on it to humor Ed. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's not That's true. Fun. I like to taste it both ways because sometimes it will taste better to me one way or the other. And I try to remember the next time I have it, how I right. like it. It's very rare for me that I like a spirit over 80 proof that I don't like a little bit of ice. I like the journey it takes through a globe mm-hmm. as it melts and it, and different flavors, each sip being a little different. Yeah. When you drink it neat, it's definitely spectacular, but it's that same thing all the way through. And I, it doesn't go on the journey that I like. And I think one of the reasons is, Ed, and we joke about it, but I think it's part of right. what happens here is you drink quite fast. Yeah. Whereas I don't think Jeff and I do. I sip on my whiskeys more yeah. for a longer period of time than you do. So when you put ice and water in yours, it doesn't get to the point where it's overly watered down. Where no, for true, me, true. it often does. That's a good point. Some people like lube. Some people like like it dry so it's whatever you want to do i mean you do what you want out there more friction right yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i just want a little bit of lube in my throat i don't want it to be so frictional going down and you like that raw fire just slamming <laughs> in the back of your throat i got it oh my I god got it. it's easy Ooh. what that i felt like captured it that didn't Ooh. capture it <laughs> well, well i'm aroused i'm sweating so, so so in my history right they mentioned that they have more bottled and bond expressions than any other single distillery right we've already mentioned one of the other ones oh actually you've mentioned two of the other ones uh the evan williams bottled and bond and right. the henry mckenna single barrel bottle and bond also Tenure. aged 10 years yes right. um but they have an old fitzgerald bottle and bond oh. so that means they have four different bottled and bond expressions yeah, and that comes 13 and 15 years the old fitzgerald i forgot about that i can only imagine what that would cost for me to order oh. let's find out sometime next year when i have an extra 110 dollars laying around or whatever it costs oh no uh <laughs> old fitzgerald bottle and bond goes for between 300 and 700 dollars <laughs> well then we're gonna have to read what the whiskey jug thinks of it because we're not ever buying that right. yeah okay so what i'm looking at it's very interesting so the, the uh i think as we discovered off air the henry mckenna and the evan williams are the same mash bill as they have in Hill, it's just the aging that's different. So Evan Williams is four years. This is seven years. And Henry's 10. 
And I wish I had the six year to try right now. We always do. But <laughs> I have to tell you, I really respect it for being complex and different. And for those people who are rye drinkers, yeah, that, you know, the same way I like some sweeter rye, I think they would like some more peppery bourbons. And I think this one is a spicy, earthy, baking spice filled bourbon. And I think it's going to be very appealing to rye drinkers. Totally agree. So are you done? Yep. We're done. That's all I got. What do you got, Jeff? Any I final see, thoughts? I see the bottle? Oh, of course. Thank you. It smashes it. It's trash. <laughs> I gotta run down the street. Um, I might be able to squeeze one more bottle into the bottle closet. Because <laughs> you like this. This is something I can sit and sip. Yeah. Because I've been watching a lot of Mad Men. And they, yeah. they yeah. drink constantly on that show. Yeah. It makes you want to drink. I know. I've been drinking some of the Sagamore Rise. Uh-huh. This is like, I, I couldn't just sit there and sip it the way I wish I could. Right. To emulate Don I, Draper. Don Draper, yeah. But, right. He makes a nice old-fashioned on a rye. I saw him do one episode he made it for oh, the yeah. guy founder of hilton so real quick um <laughs> i totally forgot what i was saying <laughs> <laughs> well uh, that's it then well so if you get a chance to try heaven hill bottom and bond or if you're a person who doesn't like an overly sweet bourbon give it a try if you can find it so for the whiskey tangent podcast i'm ed i'm scott but i'm jeff cheers everybody later later